You may remember, I think it was about two years ago now, we were really working hard on our parish coat of arms and just kind of trying to sum everything up to get it into that beautiful symbol and have a nice motto at the bottom. And the motto that we chose was the same one from Belmont Abbey, since the priests of Belmont Abbey staffed Sacred Heart for many years. And that motto is, Ut in omnibus glorificetur Deus. And that means that in all things, God may be glorified. And you know, it's interesting trying to sum something up into just kind of a brief motto. I have a good friend, Father Corey Catron, who likes to create coats of arms for different priests and putting this together and he always wants to know what's what's your motto what do you want it to be and you know we used to make the same sort of jokes in seminary about you know which motto are you going to pick one of my best friends used to say that he would pick what Jesus said to the apostles after the resurrection do you have anything to eat Um, it would work out really well you know and you know there's always some that fit in there our own Bishop Jugis has Caritas Christi Urgent Nos, the love of Christ impels us. Pope Benedict's was co-workers in the truth. Pope Francis's is called in mercy. I mean, just to try to sum things up. And I'll tell you, just think about this. Could you do that with your marriage? Like summing it up into one line that you want to be sort of like that definitive statement for you. And as my friend Corey, Father Corey, has asked me to kind of come up with one for myself, and, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to kind of, like, get it down to one thing in particular, but it's very much tied up with this night. And it's a prayer that I have the privilege of praying every time I celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And I'll tell you that it is my honor to celebrate it tonight for the 4,377th time, which I'm so grateful to God that a priest recommended you keep tabs on all of them, every single Mass that I've offered. And tonight, the Mass, as you may have seen in the bulletin, is pro popolo, which means for all of you, for the people of Sacred Heart which I could probably say, I don't know this for a fact off the top of my head, I think that's probably the number one intention that I've offered in my nine years of priesthood because over half of it has been right here at Sacred Heart. And every single Sunday, you may have noticed, by canon law, the pastor has to offer a Mass for the people, for the people of the parish. And so every single week, you have a Mass offered for you. And any time we have a big occasion, such as the Mass of the Lord's Last Supper, we offer it for the people, for all of you. And it's my great honor and privilege to do that. And at all of those Masses, I get to say this beautiful prayer after the Lamb of God when I'm looking at our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament, this long prayer that ends with this line that I think I would choose as my motto, never let me be parted from you. Now, I get to say that in the context of the Mass, in which all of us are gathered here together around the altar with the real presence of Jesus Christ right in our midst, body, blood, soul, and divinity. The same Jesus Christ who said, as we just heard in the Gospel, at the Last Supper, he loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. And you'll notice, too, that that end has not completely come yet. He stays with us, stays with us really and truly, sacramentally present each and every day, not leaving us alone, loving us all of the time. And the thing that's so amazing about our faith is it's not just sort of like a dead letter 
handed on. And I, I mean that in the best sense of the term, but it's not just like we point to a particular place or a particular set of writings. And, and I would say this week in particular points to what a huge blessing that is, as we see what just happened in Paris. Thank God at this point, it sounds like, you know, with Notre Dame burning, although a lot of it is going to be okay, it sounds like, but still, thank goodness there's no foul play at hand. It sounds like, okay, is an accident, these things happen, but notice the faith continues on. I mean, a priest was even strong to go in there and save the Blessed Sacrament, to go in and risk himself to save the real presence of Jesus Christ in our midst who decides to stay with us all of the time. And tonight is the night that we celebrate the fact that he instituted that loving way of staying in our midst. And along with that sacrament of the Eucharist comes the sacrament of holy orders, of the holy priesthood that is utterly tied up with the sacrament of the holy Eucharist. Because when there's the Eucharist, there has to be a priest to consecrate the Eucharist. And as you all know, as I said, you know, I've been here now, it'll be five years in July, which is hard to believe. A lot's happened in five years. A lot of growth, a lot of things go on. I mean, just from 2014 to 2019 at Sacred Heart, there have been things that have changed. There's been growth. There's been development. Once again, we don't live in a faith that's just a dead letter that just sort of stands there. There's always growth that's taking place. There's this dynamic that's happening in the love of Christ, this living faith that we have. And why I think a phrase like, never let me be parted from you, is so important. Because that is possible. It is possible, which is a sad and yet, once again, amazing thing, that even with our Lord here, he still allows us the possibility of indifference and drifting away, even in the face of this greatest of all shows of love, the sacrament that we have in our midst, the Holy Eucharist. And that's why every single year, at what's called the Chrism Mass, the bishop calls us priests to renew our sacred promises, to renew the promises that we made on the day of our ordination. And I want to share with you this evening what I and all the priests of the Diocese of Charlotte kind of yelled out loud and proud, I am to, on Tuesday at the Chrism Mass. The bishop said this, Beloved sons, on the anniversary of that day, when Christ our Lord conferred his priesthood on his apostles and on us, are you resolved to renew in the presence of your bishop and God's holy people the promises you once made? And we all said, I am. And I promise we said it nice and loud. It sounded great. And then he said, are you resolved to be more united with the Lord Jesus and more closely conformed to him, denying yourselves and confirming those promises about sacred duties towards Christ's church, which prompted by love of him, you willingly and joyfully pledged on the day of your priestly ordination. And we said, I am. Are you resolved to be faithful stewards of the mysteries of God in the Holy Eucharist and the other liturgical rites, and to discharge faithfully the sacred office of teaching, following Christ the head and shepherd, not seeking any gain, but moved only by zeal for souls. I am. 
And I'll tell you, one of the beautiful things that I've read recently from Pope Benedict was that the priest's main job is to be a believer, okay? That ultimately, in the face of a world that is ever-changing with all sorts of challenges out there, our main task in the midst of all of that is to believe wholeheartedly in Jesus Christ and to call other people to that as well. I like to, you know, occasionally... I'll just call it complaining because that's what it is, you know, about the administration of things and the difficulty we have to do. Did anybody know we have a debt? I don't know if you've heard me say that before. You know, I mean, there's things that are going on. There's practical things that are happening. There's meetings that have to happen. There's roofs that leak. There's, you know, school enrollment that needs to go up. There's, you know, the grounds that need to be constantly mowed. There's windows that break. There's all sorts of things that happen. But at the end of the day, The whole reason that any of this is here, the whole reason that I did say I am again on Tuesday, the whole reason I said I do back on June 5th, 2010, is because of exactly what the bishop called me to, to conform myself and be reunited with the Lord Jesus. And that is what we have in our midst. That's the reason that all of this is here and continues on in this dynamic reality of him staying in our midst all the time. And think about this, in this amazing way of being so present, so spectacular in the Eucharist, and yet here in such a way that we can approach him. I'll tell you, I've grown in my devotion over the last couple of years to our Blessed Mother, especially as she appeared at Fatima. And you may know on that last day of the apparitions, October 13th, what happened? The miracle of the sun. 70,000 people saw the sun like leave its place, move around in the sky, like hurtle towards earth. There's people freaking out because, of course, it looks like the sun is going to collide with the earth. It was a rainy day, and all of a sudden, they're all dry. There's a rainbow. Our Blessed Mother appears in the sky. Jesus appears with St. Joseph. All these amazing things, and even folks that were atheists that didn't believe in this, that were there to mock the children, had to admit this was impressive. This was something that happened. It's in the secular newspapers of the time. 70,000 people saw it, and yet it was one day. And then it kind of goes back to normal. I mean, Portugal still has not like completely turned over to be totally saints. There's a lot of great things going on in Portugal, but still, it's not as though that continues to happen every day. What does? The consecration of the Eucharist the gift of the Mass. And notice too, it's not as though there's someone sick at home and I take to them the miracle of the Son. No. What do I take? Our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Jesus Christ who comes to be present at the greatest moments of our life, at the countless weddings that have taken place at this altar, who's right here as babies are baptized in the back, as our young people are confirmed, as new people come into the church, Jesus Christ remains present in those great times. He's there in the sadness when we say goodbye, when it's expected and we know it's coming, and when it's not, and when it's difficult, and when life is about as hard as it can possibly be, who stays in our midst? Jesus Christ in the Eucharist and gives us the gift of the priesthood to be there with the people of God in the midst of that. And folks, unworthy as we are. And that's why the bishop moved on to this next thing that he said to all of the people of God that were present. As for you, dearest sons and daughters, pray for your priests that the Lord may pour out his gifts abundantly upon them 
and keep them faithful as ministers of Christ the high priest so that they may lead you to him who is the source of salvation. I know that I am not worthy for the job that I have. I know that there are many of us out there. I know a lot of priests. I like to give some of them a hard time, but in honor of this day, I won't mention any of them by name. But we know that we are fallen men, and yet God chooses men from amongst us to stand at the altar and continue to say the words of consecration, lending Jesus Christ my own personal pronoun. Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body. An amazing gift that we have that is perpetually present right here in our midst in this spectacular night on the eve of the whole triduum, as we know what's coming, as we know we move into tomorrow the great passion of our Lord. And in some way, it's an analogy for all of our lives. We know that we all are called to bear the cross. We know that we go back out there after tonight into a world that calls many of us to many huge sacrifices. And yet Jesus Christ loved his own and loved them till the end remains in our presence, really, truly, sacramentally, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And what is my job ultimately? To be a believer. To point to that fact with everything that I have in my life. There are so many distractions. There are many things that get pulled in many different ways. But I beg of you, pray for me that I never lose focus of what is going on in this church. And notice tonight, the next thing that's about to happen, I have the great honor of washing the feet of many of our folks, especially those coming into the church. Our feet, right? Kind of an interesting thing. You know, it's the part of our body that we're very good at hiding, covering up, though I will say it's one of my greatest sacrifices. I very rarely get to wear sandals. I should have been a Franciscan. But nevertheless... Our feet carry us on to the next thing. Our feet take us on to what's going on. Our Lord calls us forward and we move on. And what does he do? He cleanses us. He stays in our midst. He washes us in that way, being humble, being in the midst. And I will say, I can't help but draw the illusion to confession. We bring those things that we're not proud of, those ways that we've acted that were moving us away from him. What does our Lord do? He humbles himself being personally present in the midst of the confessional to do what? To lead us back to himself. That our feet might be right back onto the right path, leading us to him who stays in our midst all of the time in this utterly miraculous, amazing way and yet so approachable, right in the tabernacle, staying with us all of the time. My brothers and sisters in Christ, our Lord loves us and he'll love us to the end, stays in our midst all the time. When we continue to pray to be grateful for these great gifts of the sacraments, of holy orders and the blessed Eucharist, Jesus Christ truly in our midst who does not leave us because he loves his own, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and he loves us till the end. Praise be Jesus Christ.